You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals Padres crossover episode on today's episode, which is brought to you by the Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise, then this game is definitely for you to download the game. Just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look up it in the App Store. Our listeners get 100% free boost for their franchise when using the code LOCKDOWN, all caps, no spaces, in the game. I'm Ron LaSalle, alongside me is Javier Reyes. We're talking World Baseball Classic injuries and what the future of the WBC is, plus what the current state of the WBC is. We're going to give you one silly, wild, wacky prediction, wet and wild and wacky prediction. And I'm going to ask a question that I want your response to as the listener and as Javier Reyes we bring in right now. What can baseball handle? The question is going to be, about the broadcasting landscape of baseball. Javi, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty great. It was a wild, wild weekend of baseball. A lot of news, lots of stuff. Shout out to Profare, Jerks and Profar, uh, a fan favorite, dare I say. A, a Lockdown Padres favorite, uh, finally signing with the Colorado Rockies. Unfortunate that he only... Uh, that he only gains like a net gain of like 250K when you look at the whole contract details versus if he just stayed with the Padres. But... Cannot fault a man for trying. Just turns out not as many teams wanted him, and that sucks. I feel bad for him, but I hope he kills it. And, of course, uh, that wasn't the biggest story of the weekend. We had a lot of discourse, man. whole lot of discourse about the World Baseball Classic. And it, it, it kind of sucks because the games in a vacuum were pretty rad and were awesome. Uh, lots of big upsets. Of course, Puerto Rico. I, I told y'all. I told y'all to watch out, and they beat the Dominican Republic. Unfortunately, that wasn't the only story from that game, but... Uh, just good baseball, and and we're really close, man. Um, by the time my listeners are hearing this, it's ten days to opening day. Uh, really sick. I think it's ten days to opening day. No. What we're releasing from the like same that? day, Javi. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay, don't give me that look. You made me think I was off about opening day. Okay, that's different. All right, whatever. Sorry. By the time people listen to this, uh, it'll be ten days away from opening day, and we'll finally have the answers we've been. Looking for all this offseason, man. It's, it's it's great, great, good vibes and good times. Good vibes, good times, uh, except for the vibes on Twitter after Edwin Diaz was hurt <laughs> celebrating yeah. in the World Baseball Classic. Again, celebrating, not pitching, not performing, celebrating is whenever he got hurt. Javi, people lost their collective minds. <laughs> yes, they did, sir. Yes, they did. I want to have. Yes, I want to let you have the first crack at this. What was your reaction to the injury? First of all, I mean, I've made no secret. I am Puerto Rican, and I adore the World Baseball Classic. Ever since my dad and I first watched it, I believe in 07, uh, was the first time we saw it. We loved how, especially back then, I, I know that Major League Baseball has gotten a little bit better, but back then, you never saw baseball like that. You never saw guys expressing themselves, celebrating just being extremely team, whatever team you're from, being extremely Cuban, being extremely Puerto Rican, being extremely this or that. Uh, for Team Japan was super fun because you would always see these players that you likely haven't heard of that are playing in Japan's baseball league, and you just get to see all these awesome, really interesting talents. And that was a lot of fun, and it felt so 
different, especially because my dad and me at the time in 2007 are such big Yankee fans that like you never got anything like that. The Yankees, uh, the Yankee games. I mean, for, I mean, for heck's sake, just look at their stadium. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? It's just this, this Coliseum looking thing without as much flourish and color necessarily. And so I've always really enjoyed it and I love it. And of course, Edwin Diaz gets hurt. Um, I was super amped about the game because the Dominican Republic, not surprised to anybody, one of the favorites to win. And Puerto Rico, I think this year, you know, they're definitely one of the bigger and better teams uh, for sure. And powerhouses of the World Baseball Classic historically. They finished fifth twice and then the runner-ups twice. Um, but this wasn't their best team, right? No Carlos Correa, no Jose Miranda, you know, Yadier Molina. He's the, uh, he's the manager of the team now. And they win, and it was so thrilling. You get all the, the home runs. You get that big inning. You get the Francisco Lindor inside the park home run, which nobody is talking about now. And Edwin Diaz goes down. And my reaction was just like, you got to be kidding me. This is going to be a great moment. I had a Miles Morales picture ready that I was going to post uh, in celebration of them winning. And all the life got sucked out of it. And I remember texting a friend of the show who's been on the show before, RM Layton, and we were texting and he's actually at the games as we speak because it's in Miami. And we were just like, oh, man, this is going to be used as anti WBC propaganda. We just knew it in the moment. This is what's going to happen. There was already people talking about, you know, why the U.S. doesn't have pitchers going and all that stuff. And that's what happened. Um, I don't feel the need to talk about the specific people that were raising a big fuss, especially because. One of the two big ones, you know, is, in my opinion, I don't think it's worth wasting your breath on a guy who cheated on his pregnant wife. I just don't feel like it's worth really bringing that many opinions to it, especially over the course of the weekend. Like, that's what that guy is. Uh, so I don't really care about him. And he has a lot of bad, you know, racist tweets for the past. There's another guy. And then just overall, just a lot of predominantly um, like white media that I noticed saying how much they don't care about it totally cool. I have no issue if you don't care about the World Baseball Classic. But there was a lot of, well, if I don't care about it, then nobody else does. And that's where I took exception. And I think a lot of other people took exception. Heck, even RotoWare was out here making a shirt that says, I heart meaningless baseball, right? Like it became a thing uh, for baseball fans everywhere. And my reaction was very much like, I know plenty of people who don't really care. And it's like, that's cool. But this idea that it, it doesn't matter because it's not the Mets. Right. Like this can't possibly matter. Well, we quickly learned that this does matter as evidenced by the ratings of the games, Japan versus Korea, uh, two teams that have their own baseball leagues, but clearly we're super jazzed to watch those games. And I think it's great to see that every four years you get this event where a lot more people get super hyped into baseball. And if you just watch those games, they are electric. You have quotes from all the players. Nolan Arenado literally came out yesterday saying, there's no reason not to play in these games. So uh, that's my take on that. I'm not going to name any direct names. There's a lot of them. Those two that I mentioned at the top were kind of the main ones who started it. But uh, yeah, it was it was a crap show. And it stinks because it's it, it put a little bit of a, a damper on what was just like objectively in a vacuum, just phenomenal baseball. Yeah, I, I, I think that my biggest takeaway is exactly what you were mentioning and alluding to of Look, would I rather the Royals win a World Series or would I rather the Team USA win the World Baseball Classic? Obviously, for me, I'd rather the Royals win the World Series. 
the thing is, mm-hmm. you know, in other countries, the World Baseball Classic has actually worked. And it's like they do treat it like the World Cup. They do support it. They they would rather, you know, their country win a World Baseball Classic than their team win a World Series because in a lot of cases, their team is just those individual guys. Like, like I, I think that, you know, we, we somehow lose sight of that here, even though it's it's a, you know, what we do with the, one of the most popular sports in America is basketball. Like in basketball, there's plenty of people who aren't a Lakers fan, but they're a LeBron fan. So now they're a Lakers fan. They used to be a Heat fan. They used to be a Cavs fan, but now they're a Lakers fan. Like there's mm-hmm. plenty of guys like that where, where, where fans here in America just travel around to whatever the superstar team is. And, you know, and that's what I think we should realize is this does mean something like it's, it might be meaningless to you. Guess what? I know a lot of people. In fact, the majority of the people that I know do not care about the World Series. It is meaningless to them. Who wins that hunk of metal, as as Rob Manfred described? Rob Manfred would say, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but but they care about the NBA Finals, which, by the way, a lot of you who listen right now, especially in two markets without an NBA team, probably don't care who wins the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Probably didn't even know what the trophy was called. It's like everything is meaningless. Every, everything is meaningless until you give it meaning yourself. And, and I don't say that in like a in like a woe is me sports don't matter. Obviously to me, sports matter because it's literally how I pay my bills. It's the only job I have is covering sports, but the within the sports world, the only thing that matters is what you personally put Jack meaning onto the masters is coming up. I could not care less who wins the masters. I I would take a wild guess that tiger woods won it last year. And I would be a hundred percent wrong in that. I would imagine. (laughs) And that's the extent of what I know. So to me, if you are sitting around waiting for the masters, I think that that's a meaningless thing to do, but to you, it's probably not a meaningless thing to do. You probably do like the masters probably do like golf. So that it just, to me, that's as simple as it is. And I'm not, I'm not sure how this got so overblown and so um, dramatic uh, of I can't believe he'd get hurt. And again, it didn't matter. It mattered to him. Like these guys signed up to play for a reason. You know who didn't sign to play? Garrett Cole. Because to Garrett Cole, it doesn't matter to go win a Team USA trophy. He'd rather go try to prepare and win the Yankees the World Series. That's not the case for these other guys because they have so much more attachment to the World Baseball Classic than they do the World Series. Because I think in other countries, for them, they've grown up. Like think about how young these guys are. Like time happens fast, but how young these guys are where Ichiro was playing in the World Baseball Classic. Like, yeah. That's how long this thing's been around yeah. now. So they grew up as their sense of pride and joy was whenever their team did well, their country did well, in the World Baseball Classic. Whereas guys like Garrett Cole, guys like, you know, whoever other American isn't playing in, in the World Baseball Classic, Jacob DeGrom, like they grew up thinking if their team, let's say the Cincinnati Reds won the World Series, it was awesome. It was incredible. Like it's just two totally different perspectives on the same thing. And I, I don't think that's mean us. I think that it does matter. And we, we're seeing it matters. I mean, if baseball 100%. could get the fan support that the World Baseball Classic is getting, both on television, but also more importantly, in stadiums, that's what the goal is. That's what they're that's what they're striving for. Why don't they have it? Because people, like I said, don't care about about every single baseball game that you care about. Mm-hmm. Like there are other games to care about for them, and that's yeah. kind of just the bottom line. It matters to them. Uh, it matters to to fans who like the WBC. It matters to you. It matters to me. I like watching it. Uh, so to say it's just outright meaningless, I think is very disingenuous because it's, again, it's just about what you personally project meaning onto. It doesn't, you know, yeah. it's not right or wrong. And for the Mets, I mean, they that's why they have insurance on the contract. I know that, that doesn't solve anything because the big thing is not the money. It's the, it's the whole, Hey, we don't have a closer now. Um, but yeah. it is what it is. Like, like 
This could have happened at any point, at any moment. Again, it didn't happen on the mound. It happened because he was celebrating. What if he celebrates on opening day, a thrilling win over whoever they open up with and gets hurt jump rope with his kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the level of injury we're at here. And not to mention, and we talked about this weeks ago where we were like, look, it's overall you're playing baseball. Gavin Lux tore his ACL a couple weeks ago. And a lot of people have brought this up. This is an original point. Brandon Nimmo got hurt. And he was one of those that was talking about, look, I'd rather win a World Series trophy. He was being a little bit smug about it. But I think mostly his point was like, this is why I'm staying here and whatnot. And he gets hurt. Now, it's not as bad as Edwin Diaz, thankfully. But he gets hurt. There are guys that get hurt all the time. The entire Yankees roster looks like at least at like five or six players. They're hurt. And it was in spring training. So I think that part is wrong. And I had someone ask me like, well, what would you rather? The Padres win the World Series or uh, I guess since a lot of Padres players were on Dominican Republic or Dominican Republic win the World Baseball Classic. I said, firstly, that's not my decision. Uh, like that doesn't have anything to do with me. Secondly, I'm Puerto Rico. So of course I'm going to say the Padres, but let's pretend for a second that I'm Dominican. Hopefully that doesn't come out uh, poorly, but let's just pretend for a second. You know, I don't, Ocean's Eleven is my favorite movie of all time. That doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to enjoy, you know, Fight Club. That doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to enjoy my eighth favorite movie of all time, like Days of Confused. You're allowed to like two things, and just because you might like something more does not then make the other thing useless. Or not everything has to be black and white and then the either or. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if I had a movie at Stranded Island, I want it to be Ocean's Eleven. That does not mean now that I hate Days of Confused. So that's kind of how I see it. And I think in general, it showed a little bit of a showcase into not to avoid being super political I'll end it here, but a lot of like American exceptionalism esque type of dialogue that was going on and just ignoring what this means for other people. And I think that that's really where we're at. And when you just watch these games from a, just a watch baseball perspective, it's fun. It's fun. And it stinks. It really, really stinks. I can't emphasize that enough. It stinks. I love watching Diaz. My mom loved watching Diaz on top of just being Puerto Rican like hearing the Timmy trumpets and all that stuff. It was great. It's electric stuff, but I think people need to realize that. Unfortunately, this is what happens in sports and you can't cancel spring training games. You can't cancel the Olympics after Paul George got gruesomely hurt. This is just what happens sometimes. And I think that's how we have to uh, look at it, unfortunately. And and again, it really stinks because the games have been so good. So good, Ryland. I mean, the every single one for the most part, except for USA and Cuba, like not the best. They got pretty, pretty beat pretty bad, but for the most part, like really great USA, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico and Mexico. Like it's going to be great. And we get to watch Otani again. We might get Otani versus trout. You'll never see them be this competitive probably ever. <laughs> like Mike trout is losing his mind because he's like, Oh my God, this is what winning is like. So uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about it pretty much. If this was the NBA, we'd be speculating that Mike trout's going to demand a trade mm-hmm. after experiencing <laughs> winning. But uh <laughs> I, I do i'm sorry that we went along again but that's just what happens whenever we get together um i, I want to wrap it up with what you said this did not even happen under the contract of a baseball game so like i don't understand how you can be upset about the baseball game this had this injury had nothing to do with the with the baseball game he was celebrating yeah. and at that point we can rattle off many injuries that happened not on a baseball field that we didn't get to see but we know and didn't crucify a player still got i can give you a few, <laughs> a few years ago exactly exactly i mean salvador perez Tours ACL carrying luggage in his house. Derek Holland tripped over his dog. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Dramatically hurt. D'Angelo Hall, a cornerback for the Washington Commanders franchise, slipped getting a piece of pizza in the middle of the night and tours ACL. 
Like it happens. People get hurt and you hope it's not you and you hope it's not your favorite player, but people get hurt all the time. And that's just the bottom line. And, and you hope it doesn't happen, but that's the case for any injury. We do not have to condemn an entire organization, an entire, you know, group of, of baseball games and say, well, that's the reason why he got hurt. Now, in all likelihood, he wouldn't have been jumping up and down celebrating in, you know, spring training, mm -hmm. but he could have been carrying luggage. Would that have made you feel better? But it made you feel better if he was carrying luggage upstairs and towards ACL or if he tripped over his dog. No, because it would suck still. And just let it suck because it does. It sucks. And that's the bottom line. Uh, Javi, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, coming up, let's talk about our good, good friends over at Ultimate Pro Baseball oh, yeah. GM. But up next, first, before, after that, well, listen, we're going to talk about baseball, okay? And right now, we're going to talk about Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. If you have ever dreamed of being a baseball general manager, if Moneyball has truly inspired you, um, as it should, because it's a great movie, go check out the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Uh, make sure that you go there right now because you can control your franchise by hiring the right coaching staff, uh, managing and scouting and drafting players, navigating free agency and the ups and downs of a season. You can do all of that at Ultimate Baseball GM. You can go find the, the probaseball.com, uh, probaseballgm.com URL, or just look up the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM app in the app store. Uh, make sure that you... Go download it because our code locked on all caps, no spaces gives you a boost to start your franchise. And Javi, this is taking over. This is taking over. Like legitimately, um, as a little peek behind the curtain, every locked on NBA host is all over locked on, <laughs> is all over Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Every MLB host is all over Ultimate GM uh, baseball. Javi, how is your team doing right now? I, this is so bad, but I admittedly haven't gotten fully into it yet. Look, 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 guys. I'm, I'm trying to well, unlock then, Javi, a character you don't get to talk. in a game right I get now. To talk. My team, <laughs> listen, my team, I'm taking this team to the top. Right now, we're in second place. But you know what? A strong pennant chase is coming after the trade deadline. So make sure you stay away for that. I'll tell you how the trade deadline goes on tomorrow's show. Ultimate Baseball GM. Go there. Inner code locked on. All caps, no spaces. That's locked on. Uh, just the same way it's spelled in the podcast feed. So go check it out. We're back on the Lockdown Royals Padres crossover podcast and Javi. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about a, a great, great idea I had or question I had. Um, and, and this is where it becomes an interactive show between Ooh. me, you, and the audience. Okay, here we go. So I was driving home from the Thunder game. Mm -hmm. Flex. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I was thinking to myself, you know, as I do think sometimes, um, and I was like, you know, baseball doesn't really have an exuberant personality like a Gus Johnson or Dick Vitale. Mm. I would say that the closest that they get is Santa Maria. And that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matty V, yeah. NFS version. Yeah. Um, but, but could it play in baseball? Could it work in baseball? And, 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 Think about this both for your personal viewing experience, but also for the broader sense of who baseball fans are. 
would it work if you had a commentator going up and, you know, Mike Trout hits a massive home run in the bottom of the seventh, Angels lead by by a run now because of the two-run shot. And here's here's the sidekick to the play-to-play guy, the color guy is going, Oh, what a home run! He's a PTP, a a primetime player. You can't believe this. He's awesome. He's awesome with a capital A. Like, like, could that work in baseball? Like, would that be something that could happen? Or or you've got somebody like Gus Johnson with all these these Mm -hmm. catchphrases. You got barbecue over there, and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. Like, could could that work in the scheme of baseball, or? is part of the beauty of baseball, part of the allure of baseball, what you often talk about of it is something to complement your night, mm. to complement your summer, where you don't want somebody screaming at you. You don't want somebody being over the top. You want to understand what's happening in the game while you're working, while you're socializing with your family, while you're eating dinner, while you're doing whatever the case is. With that work in baseball, First of all, Riley, this is a phenomenal question on your part. Uh, really good work. Uh, this is exciting. This is tough. The gush shots are going up top. Like I, the the gush shots and stuff. I think that I would lean more towards, yeah, this isn't the type of sport that you do that. You could maybe say some of these WBC games and the playoffs, like MLB playoff stuff, like maybe for some of those big games, I might want to have a little, a little craze because it is the high – Tension games. Those are not complimentary baseball games for me. I, I'm talking about regular season playoffs. I'm like, you know, unless it's like a team I don't care about and the Padres are eliminated. So it's like Brewers versus <laughs> Cardinals. I'm like, all right, whatever. Throw that on the background. Who, who cares? You know, but like it's tough. I mean, there have been some greats, obviously, as in every sport. I mean, you know, Vince Scully passed away. Obviously, that was one that. I'm not going to speak on him as much because admittedly I did. I had no relationship with him, but from everything I hear, everyone loves this guy, just a very, uh, a seeming like a calm demeanor. And I think there was something about baseball commentators that it's supposed to be a conversation. It's supposed to be when you get back home and there was no, it wasn't a night out at the bar or anything like that. It's when you, you just get back home with a couple friends, you're chilling outside, that type of vibe to it. And it's that's that's usually what I think of for for baseball. Now I'm forgetting what point I was going to make. It was a good one too. Dang it! Um, I, I was really excited about it. But I think that that's overall. What, oh, do you know? Um, there's this guy from uh, Joey Joey Milanaro. I forgot. I think that's his name. He does like the the impersonations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he and I think he was known for doing one for uh. Uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. He would do that. You know, I'm just like watching like those type of guys. Right. Yeah. And I remember he did what about comparing basketball play by play guys to baseball. And it was a really funny thing. He's like, he's like, and it hands it out to SGA. SGA drives around to the corner, up to the pass. He drives about blocked by this guy. And it's like baseball commentators. So you're telling me you put the jam first (laughs) instead of the peanut butter. And the three one to Chavez inside for a ball four. No, 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 seriously. So you put pe- like that type of thing, and that was really funny. Like, because that really is the difference between the two. When I'm watching Padres games with, um, you know, Don Rosillo and Mark Grant, 
there's will just be random times when I just hear them laughing about something that has nothing to do with baseball. And it's just fun. It's like a little hangout session. So that's where I land on. I think it'd be better in the playoffs to have like a in some of these WBC games. I imagine there's at least been a call somewhere for international audiences, you know, the Spanish announcers or something like that. Right. Where they're just losing their mind and like actually like losing it. Right. Like or the Trey Turner home run. There's definitely some out there that have been pretty nuts, but it would be kind of cool if they had a signature caller that like maybe just for the postseason. It feels like it's been Joe Buck for a while as kind of like that signature voice but he's also in you know he's also in football and i think more people know him from football so i don't know i wish we kind of had like a signature caller i don't see it being anyone currently i don't think that we have one that's like that's the guy aside from the santa maria which everyone gives matt vasgersian a lot of crap i don't mind it i think it's ridiculous and dumb and guess what sometimes a little ridiculous and dumb is needed uh to kind of boost your day just a little bit everyone don't take everything seriously all the time Sometimes it's cool to have someone just say something crazy or like um, I might link this in the show description. The funniest call I've ever seen by someone is um, a Johnny Cueto giving up a home run to Russell Martin where the announcer just goes French for a second. And I have no idea what happened. He's just like, and Johnny Cueto on Russell Martin. That's like the weirdest thing ever. Uh, you guys got to find it. Look up like Johnny Cueto, Russell Martin. You might find it. Uh, but that's why I recommend. What about you, Riley? Yeah, so um, all great points that you made in your diatribe. But uh, for me, <laughs> I, I, I want to be clear. There are great baseball players. Hey, guys, and like they're great baseball broadcasts. Like, there are great stuff. Vince Clay was great. Vinny Matthews for the Royals radio is incredible. Um, and, and those guys have iconic calls and iconic um, deliveries like for Danny Matthews and gone on every home run. Like, I, like we say that every time you might have said that every time the Royals had a home run and like Danny Matthews even works in the sponsorships. We're like, go to the parking spot, you know, go, go, go to the parking spot at KCI. We're like, that becomes something that me and my dad talk about too. Uh, whenever something happens. So like baseball broadcast, they are great in their own way. Joe Buck, as you mentioned, I can think of a thousand great Joe Buck lines around baseball. Most notably, we will see you tomorrow night, which is, of course, a yeah, call yeah. that he had from his dad as well. But I, I just mean, you know, and not every basketball basketball or football broadcast is like this either, but like the Dick Vitale, the Gus Johnson, the, the Hornets broadcaster, Eric Collins, hum diddly D after every dunk. And as somebody who does play a play for football, basketball, baseball, and softball, I don't think it can work both audience wise of like the majority of your audience does not want to be yelled at in that way. This is not a time for that, mm -hmm. but also broadcast wise, because I, in order to pull this off, you never know when that moment is coming, especially if it's not a playoff game. Like, like you said, in playoff games, the crowd is waiting on every pitch. The batter is waiting on every pitch. The broadcast is waiting on every pitch. The fans are waiting on every pitch at home. So, like, you can anticipate more. But in the in the scope of a 162-game season, you never know when you'll need to be ready. You'll, you never know when it's time to reach that crescendo. Because they're, just like for a hitter, for a broadcaster, there might only be one pitch the entire game that allows you to hit that crescendo. Whereas in basketball and football, you're going to get that every almost every play. You're going to have a shot at, at, at showing your personality, at showing your, your Kazam call. You're going to get a shot at that nearly play-by-play, play, literally. But in baseball, 
you might get one, two, or three opportunities in a five-hour game to do that. And that brings it back to where not only is the crowd not ready, but the broadcaster to, to, to have that level of focus, anticipation, and ability to go from a lull in a game, maybe a game that's like a two teams have had five hits between them all night. Here's the seventh inning. And then all of a sudden, a big home run happens. And you've got to go from down here all the way up to that Dick Vitale, Gus Johnson energy. Uh, that's really hard. Part of the reason why Dick Vitale, Gus Johnson, and all those guys that you think of whenever you think of this question, part of the reason why those guys are able to do that is because it is a constant energy. It's a constant buzz. It, it never dips below a certain octave. That way, when you shoot back up, it's not as hard to it's not as hard to go down and get that. Um, so I just don't think it can work mechanically. I don't think that it can work audience-wise. I don't think that it can work throughout a 162-game season. Uh, because mm-hmm. another part of that is you have to be consistent. Yeah. If if you get hired as the as the Royals radio voice tomorrow, and your first game out of the shoot, you're just going absolutely crazy, right? Like you are you are doing your best Gus Johnson impression, then that's now your brand, and you've got to keep that for 162 games, even if the Royals have lost 100 games by the by the 160 mark, right? So like that's also difficult. And it it was been tried one time that I can remember. The Rangers hired a guy named John Radigan, and they have a they have a bullpen sign. Chicken Express was their bullpen sponsor. I think it still is. And the Rangers hit a walk off home run opening day or close to opening day. One of the first few games because it was his first season as a play play guy. I uh, used to he used to host a studio show pre and post game. They hit a walk off home run into that bullpen with that the Chicken Express sign. He goes winner winner chicken dinner and like he just lights it up. <laughs> And every home run, he'd say, saddle up, ball. You're going for a ride. And like that energy was Gus Johnson-like. He lasted two weeks on the job, and they put him back in the studio. Mm. So, and, and to this day, he does pre- and post-game shows for the Royals mm. and for their, I mean, for the Rangers and for um, other Bali Southwest teams. So, so, so like, it's it's kind of been tried before, and it's not able to work for whatever the reason uh, I just don't think that it can work. But I, I, I did think about that on the way home. Like there are so many, I can rifle through football, basketball uh, calls where they're just electric stuff. And for baseball, that number comes down a bit, but there's still some, there's, there's still, you know, like, like we mentioned the Joe Buck, we'll see tomorrow night, stuff like that. And then for you, and, and this is another area where baseball becomes more regionalized. I can recite you every single call of every single historic moment throughout the two Royals postseason runs. Because it meant that much to me. And I've listened to those calls over and over and over again. Whereas the, the, the most people can't do that. But we can go through national broadcasts of these other sports and we can all reminisce on, on what it was like. So that's kind of where I fall on that. Now, coming up, we're going to give you a wacky, wild, wet prediction for the rest of the MLB season. But Javi, let's talk about FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Uh, FanDuel.com is a safe and secure app. Super easy to use. And you can bet on anything from the money line to the point spread to point scores to three-pointers drained to baseball, home runs, hit, opening days around the corner, uh, NBA postseasons around the corner. Everything's around the corner. NFL draft, you can bet on, I'm sure. Uh, FanDuel's there for you. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And if you're a new customer, it's even better because new customers get a no-sweat first bet for $1,000. This bonus bet's back if your first bet does not win. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. And you can bet on... The college basketball tournament, San Diego State plus six and a half uh, against Alabama on Friday. You can bet on the NBA and let's see what they got for major league baseball. You can bet on spring training, but why would we want to do that? Javi, 
Let's bet on the World Series winner. Astros the favorite? Did they get that right? Are the Astros the favorite at plus 600 uh, in your they mind? They should be the favorite, but I wouldn't bet that. Just no statistics, no nothing. Eventually, someone you just can't keep winning. That's my only thing, but I they'll probably win again, so. <laughs> That's fandle.com slash lockdown. We're back on the Lockdown Royals Padres crossover. Javi, what is your biggest, most crazy, most insane, most wet and wacky prediction? Because after you hear Javi's prediction, you're going to want to go check out our good friends over at the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball Podcast, where we listen to them get us ready for our fantasy baseball drafts. Javi, take it away. Here's the thing. As folks who listen, you know, I write for JustBaseball.com. Great website, great website. And I'm working on doing my own silly predictions thing. So not necessarily your, oh, Fernando Tatis Jr. will win the MVP. No, 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 no. I'm trying to be ridiculous, all right? And we're going to tease these, I think, what we said. We're going to try to tease one of these every week until maybe my article comes out, hopefully. Uh, By wild prediction, my silly prediction will be Aaron Boone of the New York Yankees will be ejected within the first two weeks of the season. He will be ejected. Because this is a team that has fallen short of expectations. This is a team that routinely gets its butt kicked by the Astros. This is a team where its manager had no prior manager experience. And literally the last time Aaron Boone was super on the hot seat, which I don't think he's on the hot seat, but he's on the hot seat in the minds of New Yorkers. New Yorkers are going to slander this man. And I'm telling you, if it's two weeks of bad baseball, they will be like, we hate Aaron Boone. And how did he win them back for a little bit? The infamous John Boy media, they put this out there. The savages in the box yelling at, which was a great saying. I I give my guy props. This is the reason why he was on Studio TV for a little bit. The man knows what he's doing. He could sell a show. You know what I mean? He could sell a little bit. I think he's going to go out there. They've got these injuries. And he's going to get himself ejected intentionally. And I think he's going to try and find his new savages in the box. He's going to have a new saying. He's going to say something that gets caught. He's going to notify John Boy the day before, and he's going to tell him, I got something planned for this one if something goes wrong. Or if anything goes wrong in a couple weeks, uh, this is what I'm doing. And just so you know, be prepared. Have your sign language experts by you. And that's what's going to happen. It's good. I don't know what the Yankees' schedule is. But again, and don't worry, I'll have some other that are a little bit more relevant to our two tubes. Don't worry. But that's my prediction. I think he gets tossed within the first two weeks of the game, and we have like a viral moment from him. That's my bold, silly prediction. One of them, at least. Javi, um, yeah, I'm not sure that John Boy will need sign language people near him. I think he's going to need oh, lip reading. Oh, oh, duh, duh. I'm, my apologies, guys. I bet lip reading, uh, mouth reading. You know what I mean? He's expert on on. Body well, language, lip, body lips language are often is, I think, what I mouth. was thinking of, and I said silently. My apologies, folks. I, that's what I bet. Thank you. You should have just interrupted me on that one. I was just, this is what happens when I go so deep into coming up with these things. I become a madman, and I slowly lose my mind. So, yeah, that's what I bet. Baby. Well, my, uh, okay, well, it's funny that you say that. To add more fire to the, the fire for you, add more logs to the fire for you. Uh, did you see that our good friends, John boy, uh, talking Yanks is now the official midweek interview with Aaron Boone every week. He, he exclusive. He does. Boone will not be going on any other podcast, any other radio show. The, the weekly appearance from Aaron Boone, which was always, I would assume on the fan 
it's now on it's now on talking yanks i did not know this this plays a little bit into my little prediction they have a connection you know what i mean and, uh, <laughs> hey you heard well, it here so, first, so put that in your article put that in your article credit of course john boy media talking yanks all them but also credit me for informing you to add it to there so so it's kind of like the michael scott thing where you know it, it seems 100 percent of the shots you don't take wayne gretzky michael scott i need you I need you to do that for me um do that. No, you won't uh, and if you did aaron would like cut it out but my wet wild and wacky prediction javi mm. there will be a postseason team that literally no one predicted like we this team this mystery team will make the postseason and everyone will try to go back and say oh i knew they'd be good but when you look up their predictions for the year that's that are going to come out over the, in the next two weeks no one is going to predict that they happen no one's going to predict that they get there so similar to the chiefs yeah yeah, yeah. Um, nobody, nobody said they'd get far. No, okay, bro. this is ridiculous. Everyone Tommy. doubted. No, that. no, this is, ridiculous. no, no. this is ridiculous. Real quick before no, you get no, into this, no. listeners, comment below if this is fake. No, it is, is so fake. No, the only time ridiculous. they doubted them no, was the Bengals. This is ridiculous, game. and I'm going to stand up for my guys here. Listen, uh, <laughs> Javi, you, you have to. I, I know that your precious little, precious little Chargers, who suck, by the way, were the most. <laughs> One of the most awfully ran franchises in the entire world. Justin Herbert is an overrated bum, by the way. But nonetheless, nonetheless, okay, <laughs> disregard all that. This time last year, and from this point all the way through the offseason, all the way through training camp, all the way through the preseason, and even some during the season, people were saying the Chiefs are going to finish fourth in their division. Look how great their division is. Russell Wilson's going to save the Broncos. Justin Herbert's going to take the next step, by the way. Still waiting on that next step from Justin Herbert. Can't win a big game. At some point, you just can't win. At some point, you're just not a winner. Hasn't won at any level. He sucks. You know, this He's is a terrible. baseball podcast, right? Uh, but that is a factual statement that happened. Mine is going to be factual as well, because if you think about how bold my take just was, of the bajillion, million, trillion predictions that will come out over the next two weeks, mm -hmm. I'm going to have a playoff team in there that no one else has. I won't even have. But I'm thinking somebody makes a surprise run. Somebody surprises us. I wonder who that could be. So that would have to be just as someone who observes baseball and whatnot, that would have to be a team like a Baltimore. That would have to well, be this a is, team. This like... is where it came from. So like last year, Baltimore was supposed to be trash. But mm -hmm. then they ended up yeah. like what? Around 500, yeah. 500. If they were to just finish the job, they would have been a team I'm talking about where nobody predicted them to go to the playoffs. But, you know, they almost did. And I think that this year, somebody who no one picks to go to the playoffs will actually do it. Will actually get over the hump. I think. I think I know which one it would be for me. Uh, uh, no one talk Aurora's. about one. Cubs. Okay, Eric That'd Cosmer. Eric Cosmer's revenge number one on you. Uh, and whenever he, Stroman, whenever they clinch the, Stroman whenever they clinch the playoffs, back. when the Cubs clinch the playoffs, he's going to grab the freaking microphone and he's going to say, "This is for Javi. He said I was garbage. I'm a." Sleeping MVP. That'd be great. First of all, if that happened, like genuinely great for my brand, that would be incredible. And it'd be even better if he like, doesn't even say like my full name too. That'd be awesome. If it's just like a hobby and everyone's like, who's he talking about? <laughs> like, who's he talking about? Um, I think Strowman, maybe he bounces back. Maybe there's some other players we don't know about some decent role players. They bring Dansby Swanson, but most importantly, terrible division. 
So that would be my thing for why I think that the Cubs division. No, you're right. Yeah, I was about to say, give me, <laughs> don't give me that look, damn. <laughs> you said a team no one's predicting, so that that would be. No, my, I like it. I like it. Mine's one. gonna be the Royals, but we'll get to that tomorrow. Javi, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week for another wet, wild, and wacky prediction, uh, as well as whatever else we think of between now and then. Uh, again, let me know in the comments. Would you like a uh, a wild broadcast, a zany little broadcast? Would you like one of those? And now. The end is near, <laughs> and so I feel.